Malo, malo, eres chico malo, ¿qué vas a hacer cuando vengan por ti? Robas a la gente, le quitas su dinero, eres un demente, vas preso por ratero. Malo, malo, eres chico malo, ¿qué vas a hacer cuando vengan por ti? Estás en un enredo, te burlas de la chota, te apuntan con el dedo, te agarran con la mota. Malo, malo, eres chico malo, ¿qué vas a hacer cuando vengan por ti? Andas en la loca, buscando unos cachetes, metiéndote la coca y jugando con machetes. Malo, malo, eres chico malo, ¿qué vas a hacer cuando vengan por ti? Chico malo, chico malo, ¿qué vas a hacer cuando vengan por ti? Chico malo, chico malo. Hare Krishna, Merry Christmas. How's everybody doing out there? This is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond with Frito, Frito Esparza. Frito and the Freak, back for episode number 50 of Lucha World. Got so many things to go over. 2015, Fredo, has been an amazing year news-wise. It has been. It actually has been. We probably, in the last couple of months, could have done two podcasts a week. And Well, you know, it's funny. When we first started doing the podcast, actually not this podcast, but the Slam and Stand podcast, mm-hmm. we were really, like, I think we did every two weeks, but it wasn't as easy to get, like, new- it wasn't that there- it was as e- difficult to get news, mm-hmm. but there wasn't as much to talk about Lucha-related. Definitely not. Whereas now, with there's so much going on. And there's so much more now available online that you can watch and stuff like that. That it's you could amazing. actually do. You could actually do a, a weekly lucha podcast and be okay easily, with it. Easily, easily, you could do a pad. You could actually do a half hour podcast. Half hour, week. half hour. I don't. Well, yeah. You well, what I, said, what I was thinking is, if you did a half hour podcast three times a week, just to cover all the different promotions, yeah, do a yeah. synopsis. It's, well, I mean, like right now, if you do a weekly podcast, you could, if you have time to watch. One CML show, the AAA show, which they're finally post up to uploading onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. Although Cubs fan was doing it before that, um, IWRG, and then maybe some other indie group or something else. You got like you got enough for for an hour, you know, yeah. enough content. Throw in some news. The CML stuff. I mean, there's like more than one show every week, anyway. So it's like Puebla. If you could stay awake through Puebla, you could probably do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this know, past week, if you stayed awake for this past week's Puebla show, you're you're you, you deserve <laughs> you deserve an, uh, some applause, you know, because that show was really bad. What well, you know, and they, yeah, it always baffles me when there's a show that's really lame, but they know there's cameras around. They know this is going to be circulating. Well, you know. And it's like the one show you're airing live on, on on online, you know, like they have so many shows. And, you know, it's like every once in a while I'll have somebody ask me, so which of the CML shows is the show to watch? Yeah. And like when, when we were getting all the shows on, on TV or online or so, anything like that, you'd be like, you tell them, take your pick because every other week something might be worse than the other one <laughs> or something's going to be better than the other one because it's like it's constantly it's not it can be unpredictable yeah it's like and you know right now the problem right now is like it's basically Puebla and the Friday CML show that, mm-hmm. that are really available because you don't get the Saturday show you don't get the Sunday show and the Tuesday show right now we're not getting either so it's like those two shows and then you're getting um, I think there's a Guadalajara show airing in Mexico yes. and that's about it right now wow Compared to what we were getting before, LA TV might get the other um, 
the other show, but they're like they're always replaying. And I think you might have caught LATV once, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It was yeah. always replays, right? When you were doing watching it, replays for a while. Yeah. Then Time Warner would have the channel where the matches were like six weeks old. Or oh yeah, really? Like oh, the Time Warner Sports. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was that was the Cadena Tres show. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't get that you anymore. Know, now Lucha Azteca. It's just a few weeks back, but um, yeah, now they're three weeks behind. It used to be, I think, two weeks. Now they're three weeks. Yeah, I rewatched. Uh, the, I, I didn't have to pay for Sombra versus Volador. <laughs> That's the good one. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched. I would have paid if they had a better lineup. But. I rewatched uh, the Incredible Smash yeah. with, uh, with Rush, Mystico, Sombra, and Volador Junior. Just as good as I remember seeing it live. Yeah, that was a really fun. Yeah, match. so it's like and AAA. I mean AAA. They they weren't through that rut where they weren't posting, and that's the only problem. Like they don't do it as often. They don't update it. Mm-hmm. Their their videos now they're doing it because Oscars their webmasters back. They um they'll, they I think they up, uploaded like four shows recently. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're not gonna get you're not gonna and you know the other thing is like AAA you could be watching stuff from like a week ago, like whatever their show was like. I mean their most recent show was um, November um, November sixth sixth I think. And a lot has happened since then. <laughs> you, know, it's like, you know, there's like their storylines. I were like, well, that's 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 not going to work anymore because that guy's gone, or or that's not going to work because that show's not happening. So it's like you're going to have you have to juggle angles, storylines. Yeah, so it's like right now, it's like really weird. Like their their well, you, their you, situations. Like, both promotions have weird situations. It's right funny. Now. I know. I know. Lucha Underground is a different animal, a totally different show. But one of the things that makes it strong is editing and. Every to be week. honest, in this day and age, if I was well, I maybe it's not in their power. I don't know, uh, but the shows that they put on, you know, Lucha Azteca or you know AAA, sometimes I wonder why I put that match up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I, with with AAA, it doesn't it's because it's only one show. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, and like they actually pick some good, but like with CMLL. When it's the live show, mm-hmm. especially the Puebla show, you're like, why are they booking these guys in, for CMLL shows? I mean, like Inquis, like some of these guys, like Thunder, Inquisidor, and yes. all these, some Camora. It's like, why Canelo Casas was on the last show? It's like, wow. why are these guys? Well, you know why they're there because they have family in the promotion. Yeah. It's like, like man, at some point you just gotta tell your relative. You know, you're not really that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you gotta- I would be like the worst. I would be like the worst per- person to run a, a, a lucha promotion. The fans like, would like you. Yeah, I know. They'd be like, I'd be like, you guys are, you're not that good, you know. Like, like you're not, you're not, you're okay. You're not that great, but well, yeah. of course, everybody, you know, American fans always point to uh, promoter Nick Goulas uh, pushing his son George Goulas as the top. Draw. Well, pic- picture like fifteen George Goulases <laughs> in CMLL right his, now. His is one of those few lessons where. Him being so stubborn, pushing his son on top, and I, I, I heard even his son today admits I wasn't that good. You know the weird thing is but like that that actually did the promotion in his. He went from being top dog to um, well that, that you see CMLL like you don't see them drawing a lot of people because like it's I, I they also they don't have like the star power because of all the parody booking they do with all the everybody's mm-hmm. like there's not really like a standout star like when Sombra left. It wasn't like this huge loss because he really wasn't the main right. attraction. He was never booked as the main attraction. He was booked as one of the the many guys. I mean, Rush is kind of like the main attraction 
but he's not treated that way because he's kind of mm-hmm. like he's in that group with Ultimate or Atlantis, Mystico, uh, Thunder. They're all like all main event guys. It's like even Thunder's a main event guy, and it's like how is that guy a main that, event guy? That, Thunder is the question mark of the year. So so then you, it's. You, they, I think it helps that you could lose these guys, but then like the undercard, it's like, oh man, you you got like these really good workers, and they're working against like these really bad workers. Like, it, how are these guys going to improve? How are they going to have good matches? It's like how oh, you yes. how, how can you have like so- Sobrano Junior wrestling against Inquisidor and Kamora and God Canelo Casas? I mean, Ray Cometa was in a trios match, and he's in there with Canelo Casas. I mean that guy is and not he's even. Probably thinking and Rico Meta's wondering why am I in this? Why am I in this match? His he was in a Pueblo match and it was like him and Okumura were like, like at a different level. Mm-hmm. You know when Okumura looks a lot better than the other guys. Yeah. You know you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like and, and so like like they were working at a faster pace and like the other guys were like just like they look they they it wasn't that they weren't trying it's just they're not that that level so it's yeah. like uh. and Bengala was okay too but yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, even indie level promoters, this is me being the old man, but I remember when I was starting out, indie level promoters who who had a bit of a clue, even ones who weren't great promoters, but even they they knew, like, okay, this guy's super green, don't well, put him in with another green guy, put him in with somebody who carry him. Well, like, even it in, seems like people don't give that a second well, like, like, even indie shows, like, yeah, I could understand a guy being really bad in an indie show, mm-hmm. because... That's like you got to look at the indie promotion and figure out. Yeah, this guy, you know, it's an indie promotion. You're going to get a bad match and all. But CML is supposed to supposed to be like they should have a standard. You know, like yes, they're, they're yes. like the the maybe one or two mm-hmm. in Mexico as far as promotions go, and they're booking guys who would never even would probably not even be booked by half the oh easily, like half easily. the half the indie promotions in, in Mexico. I'm sure it's, there's some that would, but it's like I doubt they would like be. They probably bring them in as a favor, maybe. Because yeah, <laughs> like some of these guys, like holy shit, how? Are they? Is it yeah. interesting now? Now, with all the jumps from AAA, I heard it's a similar situation where there's a pool of people kind of at the top, uh, and others are not being elevated. Is well, that, with AAA right that, now, AAA right now, I think it's mostly like the guys who aren't getting booked in um, Lucha Underground that might okay. might be questioning mm-hmm. their. Because I mean, this elite group supposedly offering more money. Throwing out more money, right? So like they're trying to see who who jumps. <laughs> this la- the the upcoming show, they were able to get Taboo. Now Taboo, to, or, he worked in AAA. He's I think he's related. I can't remember. I think he's related to Parker or something. And um, he's not good. <laughs> he's not good. It's like it's like you're just like like if you're if you're trying to get Taboo to like join your promotion it's kind of like you're already like already struggling they're supposed to have a surprise luchador on is there, it a way so. where there is it a way of them just sticking their uh, you know uh, sticking their tongue out at AAA saying look we got one year yeah I think it's more I think it's more that because yeah. it's like you look at the you look at the some of the names that they're bringing in I mean Eterno's actually pretty good but I mean Argos they're bringing in a, a mini Caronte oh really Caronte is um, Dr. Caronte yes, yes. is um, the father of Misty, uh, Caristico mm-hmm. and all these other guys so Mini Caronte is probably um, we're trying to figure out maybe it's Mini Murder Clown oh. who used to wrestle in um, AAA okay so if it's him I mean did they really go out of their way to go after this guy I mean interesting it's like one of those dudes that's really is is it, is it really necessary to really go after Mini Caronte and 
promoters get weird. Yeah, they do. But you know the weird thing about Ali is like even like the from a, from the way they're booked, there really is no re, there's no real like end game. You don't see an end game to it. Like they just. It's also one of the reasons why I, why I never even wanted to do indie shows because I I've known several people who before they get involved in promoting, they actually have a pretty good understanding of what you do and what you don't do. But then when they are in the eye of the hurricane, they're actually running shows, they break every one of those rules yeah. and have some rationale why they're doing it. Yeah, so they're shooting themselves in the foot. I should have, Taboo is actually La Parca AAA's brother. Oh. I just wanted to make sure that I was right. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, he's, he's probably friends with Cibernetico, so he brought him in. <laughs> So that's kind of cr- cr- interesting if that maybe means um, La Parca AAA might jump. But I mean, mm. what what are we going to call him? If he leaves AAA, he's not going to be able to use the name. I don't know. Because L.A. Park had trouble with that. So what, I doubt he's going to jump in. Call him Parquet? <laughs> L.A. Parquet. Parquet. <laughs> Do they still have Parquet March on the yeah. market? Probably. Okay, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, he, probably in Mexico. Yeah, just he'd be par- Parquet, Kia and um, uh, Caristico, like I said, would sell Caristico, yes. Yes, you know. But it's like, it's like, it's one of those weird things where it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Some of the guys that they're bringing in. Oh, guys man. become immature. Yeah, 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 yeah. War. Well, um, the, uh, we'll get back to Elite in a bit, but it's yes. like. The passing of El Bayo Greco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was bummed when I heard this news. I very vividly remember seeing the tag team Sergio El Hermoso and Bayo Greco. Yeah, and for newer fans that might not know who he is, he's um, Alan Stone and Chris Stone and Super Kello's um, father. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, Super Kello's probably the one they know more than anybody else. Yeah, he's probably the most familiar yeah. to them. Alan and Chris Stone. I don't know what happened to um, Super Kello. I mean, I always thought he was really good. I liked him. Yeah. I thought he was really His cool. last run in uh, AAA, I thought he was misused. For some reason, I thought they could have gotten more out of him. Oh, they probably could He did really good in, like, when he was doing the guapos and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought he could have done more. Yeah, I really liked him. Yeah, so uh, back to Bayo Greco. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, guess, I guess I should first you know, talk about the whole... Uh, the way the Exotico gimmick worked in Mexico as opposed to here in the United States. In the U.S., they had a lot of Buddy Rogers types, a lot of... Nature boys. Nature boys or Hollywood blondes. Gorgeous George, probably. Yeah, yeah, but they were just portrayed as more flamboyant. Yeah. They were still dudes. Yeah, not, not gay, like they yeah, were gay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And... I even remember around 1978 when Tom Burke used to put out a monthly newsletter, he had some info about Adrian Street, who had not, you know, been on this continent at the time. He, uh, I, was, I, I was always surprised he, when he went to Mexico that he didn't have a good time wrestling in Mexico because he didn't like the style. He didn't like the style. And then I, you think about British wrestling, it's like, okay, I kind of understand but it. There's, but, you know, it's funny. There's, guy, there's British wrestlers who go there and... Uh, because before I even knew well. he went to Mexico, I thought, man, he could have been a huge star in Mexico the way he was as an exotico. Yeah. And oh, he did the gimmick really well. Uh, he was more of a badass. He yeah, kind of, He kind of yeah. tried to be more of a badass. And, and, but if you if you watch the old matches uh, that you can find on YouTube, yeah, nobody did the gimmick like him. And he was a really good worker, but if you look at some of those other Brits' work... Those guys a lot technicalized, well, yeah, head and, head and heels. Yeah, because he, he, he seemed more like a brawler than 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I know he he never had the highest opinion of the Mexican. In fact, I remember. Uh, well, then there was a there was a <laughs> photo. <laughs> there was a photo I uh, had taken of uh, Greco and Hermoso at the Olympic, and uh, he said that's a very nice photo, but I don't like those blokes. <laughs> oh wow! And I'm just like, I thought that was kind of odd. I I, I guess mm. when he got to Mexico, I don't know. This is just my own perception I thought he didn't realize there would be so much competition because he was unique in his yeah I think that's probably why he probably got he probably was jealous or something yeah but but I remember when I saw probably a hater saw photos of him in Burke's newsletter I just thought man this is bold this is daring they never tried anything like that in America yeah yeah and uh and you know all I had seen about Exotico's in Mexico was what I saw in the magazines I never actually got to see adorable Ruby work I'd be really curious to see him in action because I, from you know, what I understand, he totally revolutionized. The yeah, movie. I heard it was good. Yeah, and, and made it one of the few who turned the gimmick into a, like a serious, like a serious wrestler. Because it was like a big name. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, was, I mean he, was, he is. He is yeah, uh, was a light heavyweight title I think he had, but you know he's actually up there. As he a was the hardcore champion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Tables, ladders, yeah, tables and ladders before it was popular. Yeah. No, but so when uh, I went to a show at the Olympic Auditorium, uh-huh. they were promoting for, uh, every other Friday night for a while, and it was Sergio El Hermoso, Bayo Greco, teaming with El Medico, who local fans will remember was uh, Apollo Jalisco or Apollo Casillas, whichever you please, uh-huh. and. It's the first time I saw wrestlers get in the ring and just swish like they were queer to the core, like totally. Yeah, like playing it up. Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, they they were just like right out of out of La Caja Fall, the uh, the old French comedy <laughs> that was re- remade by into the Birdcage very yeah. poorly, might I add. Yeah. The one with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. I've never seen any of these movies. Oh, if you saw, <laughs> if you saw the Birdcage, you'd. Say what was that about? If you saw Lakasha La yeah. Falls, the same story only it was done right. Mm. Ah, but I digress. Anyways, but I was just blown away. Like here's these guys just like just being gay. Yeah, and it, it's so so funny because I remember other Americans saying, "Well, I I, I bet they'd never do a gimmick like that, that in Mexico because they're so macho there," and, and you know. They sure enough they did. <laughs> they, they they did. They outdid anything we. And could now they do it like to the point where you have like transgender. Well, it's the real wrestlers. thing. It's not. Yeah. Just now now it's not. Yeah. Now it's not like this. You're surprised if it's the guy is actually straight because so many of them are like gay or it's so. Transgender, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> every time they came to the Olympic, I made a point of being there just because they they just popped the crowd wonderfully. But the only thing that you know I didn't like was they went a little overboard portraying themselves as clumsy and you know. yeah yeah because they were doing the lucha stuff like the yeah exactly comedy. exactly yeah. It, it was it was strictly comedy but it was still a turning point i mean i just saw the the first time i ever saw the gimmick done a lot closer to what it should be and i mean they were spot on with it well then there's the tag the tag match from japan that's probably the one that's most famous the, yes that's right the bayo greco serhermoso versus fujiwara and i think kimura Might was it kimura yes it was yes 
Yeah, because he he would like they would wink at each other and everything. They were like they were playing it up towards like oh they're gonna get to wrestle like they were making eyes at Tengu Kimura. <laughs> like, dude, seriously, this is yes. hilarious. Oh, they were they were great. They worked that gimmick beautifully. Yeah. and uh, one uh, a program I would have loved to have seen is a. But you know the weird thing is you look at Bayo Greco. He looked like he wasn't a guy you could. He looked like he could handle himself. He oh, definitely. Like, he wasn't a guy you could fuck around with. And if you look at at some of the magazines. Uh, from the late 60s, early 70s, when he was simply El Greco, yeah, he looked pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, both he and Hermosa were really, really good workers. Um, so, yeah, I was I was really sad to hear he passed away, I think it was the 27th of November. It's it's weird, because you, I think it was, it was Ruby, Greco, and Hermosa, Sergio, and then it was Baby Sharon replacing Adorable Ruby, right, with the group? Yes. And then after that, it was Rudy Reyna, Rudy but Reyna. really, Rudy Reyna was the... I guess Sergio kind of did have the feminine, like he kind of acted a little more than, because Baby Sharon and Bayo Greco they did do that role, but it, they look a little scarier, like a little yeah, more bad. Ser- Sergio, Sergio looked a little more like he didn't look as scary. Like he, he looked was, like somebody you'd probably like bully at some point. Exactly, he was a shy of being liberace. Yeah, and then you know? Rudy Reyna was actually a gay guy, so yeah, and and a badass. Yeah, and a badass too, which is yeah. which is another thing. But it's like it. It kind of just kept evolving because then you then you had Pimpinella, Cassandro, mm-hmm. and all these other guys. But you hear like all these guys like them not really being fans of the the next generation of exoticals. Like I think Cassandro's not as high on the current like group. Yes, yeah, and I think that's a was yeah. partly a generational thing. And I, if I remember right, Bayo Greco didn't really like the current crop because well, I think because they were legit. He kind of said it was a little like taste over the top. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's the other turning point uh, is when the first time I saw Pimpinela Escarlata because I saw a guy who was um, living the gimmick, but he could go. I mean, Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I, I remember I remember there's one match with the Vianos where, I mean, he was going hold-to-hold, like, really aggressively yeah. with them. And I... Well, that's what, like, when... Uh, I think it was Cassandra who mentioned that. If you, well, Rudy Reyna was the one that said if you're going to do the gimmick you had to be really good in the ring like yes. he was told yes. he was told to be that good and he's like so you had to not only be good in the ring but you had to be able to take care of yourself in and out of the ring because you were going to get you know there was always a chance it something could happen to do that gimmick in certain circles well, you, you, know? d- you kind of do the exotico gimmick don't you with yeah, like, like I love doing it, yeah you know the you know until i fell into the kind of hippie gimmick until like hippie oh, yeah because yeah. even even vandal drummond was kind of effeminate wasn't it at yeah, one point totally. then it just kind of like once you, as you got older, it was more of a well, the way in the fact, hippie gimmick. Exactly, exactly. Because well, I remember they ran a Paraguayo show where that little girl called you, a, called you a a very rude. That's right. Ca- name very incorrect. Yes, name. something a little a little Mexican girl shouldn't be saying. <laughs> a word she should yes. not even be aware yes. of at that age. Although I mean, it, it doesn't sound as bad when they say it in Spanish as the as they do in English. Yeah, it, yeah it, well, I think it's a little more mean spirited. Well, that was the other funny thing is when I saw uh, Hermoso and Greco, even in '81. Yeah, they were the heels all the time, and you know, even kind of just you know starting to understand the business at the time. I think I was around 19. The one thing that uh, I thought, okay, this, they get polite heat. But they don't get heat, heat. I kind of thought, what if they turn them technico? And yeah, that's the other thing. They would become like huge. Exactly. Like, and then when I went to uh, start going to Tijuana regularly, that was when Bayo Adan was a baby face. A baby face, and he got a huge pop. Yeah. 
And sure, <clears throat> sure enough, whenever Pimpinela and them are Technicos, they get much better pop yeah. when they're heels. Maximo. Exactly. Maximo. I mean, yeah. how can you really hate an exotic? Yeah, you can't really hate them because they're like so like they they play it off like they're can. I mean, I don't know. And you really you can't because I mean I, I don't think there's as many heel um, exoticos nowadays too. Like Mamba's probably the yes. only one. Yeah, because I, I just don't think it's that yeah. effective. I don't get real heel. Yeah. You get, yeah. You get Snickers and polite booing. Yeah, Bayo Greco. I mean, I don't. I don't think he ever worked CMLL, did he? Like he was never he like a, considered a. I think he was an independent from the moment he started. He Ooh. went to UWA, which was considered an independent mm-hmm. promotion. AAA afterwards was his final run. In fact, when I first started watching him, that's when I really got into like just buying all the Lucha mags I yeah. could and. Uh, you know, they were one of the main ones I, you know, would find info on. And in fact, on the magazines like El Halcón, Lucha Libre, they were on a lot of covers. I mean, they yeah. were, uh, and they had a they had a feud with Rudy Reina. Oh, and who was the other Exotico? I can't remember. That culminated in a hair versus hair match, and there was a great cover photo of of them just. Cutting the hair of Arena and just it, it Mayflowers, no, no. Before, before their time, this was like eighty-one. Yeah, so. Povo de Estrella. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, like when he was a little kid. That's the only one that really like freaks me out. Povo de Estrellas. Yeah, that's. I'm still waiting for Elite to bring in Povo de Estrellas if you would Mexico. Although I wouldn't be upset because I'd be oh, because I always call him Mexican Goldust. <laughs> ah, that's, that's That's what he looks like. He's supposed to be kind of like Goldust. Polvo de Oro. Yeah. Polvo de Estrellas. But he looks <laughs> he looks like a like like if you took Goldust and just like squished them, <laughs> like turn a Mexican. It, that's it, him. It, it is odd. It's not just an exotic gimmick. It's yeah. It's just like yeah. yeah. Did you ever see Mini Goldust? I never saw no, Mini, Mini Goldust. Mini Goldust. Mankind. Mini Vader. I saw Mini Mankind. Mini, Mankind, Mini yeah. Vader. Yeah. yeah. Pena was ahead of his time, you know. Yeah, this is true. This is true. You know, and he he made the move. Yeah. Uh, So the other thing that happened today, actually, um, Boxy Lucha posted uh, that they were selling their set of, um, I guess it's like 10 volumes of um, every single issue of Boxy Lucha. Oh, my God. Wow. And... What is the sticker price for? The sticker price at the moment is sixty-three thousand. If you want the entire set, U.S. dollars, it's like a million pesos. <laughs> so, if there's any philanthropists out there, anybody want us to do our research, I do have to say, anybody want to get together and like split it? Well, like, <laughs> sixty-three thousand. I'm, I'm sure. I'm guessing it'll lower it to somewhere like fifty thousand. Yeah, it, I, I won't lie if I. Uh, I'm currently taking bids on Kurt's Lucha Magazine collection. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start at sixty-three thousand. No, I have to say, if I were independently wealthy, I would drop that money so fast. Yeah. That if honestly, if you're going to get one magazine for research in Mexico's history. Plus, I dig that they're in binder, like the, yes. the, the binder, like yes. book. It's like a put them like an encyclopedia type of thing. I saw the photo. <laughs> yes, that like I'll put awesome. that. Like, people will show up at my house. I'll be, like, oh. is that a box? Is that a boxy lucha encyclopedia? And I'd be like, why? Yes, it is. Yeah. What information? <laughs> what would you her, like? Yes. Would you like to know when he when Santo passed away? Let's say he was Santo. Like, oh, he's not dead. What, what totally? Um, you know, the thing I loved about boxy lucha is if you open issues especially from the 60s and 70s you didn't just get the results from marina mexico uh you know or coliseo 
you got results from like little cow towns, yeah, little yeah, regional shows. You saw features on like the regional stars. They wouldn't tell. They wouldn't tell you the exact like time or stuff of the show, but you kind of had to guess it more or less. <laughs> they would say this past. Yeah, this past Sunday. Sunday. Like, and you'd be like, hmm. And there were occasional streaks where they would put the dates, but it was almost yeah. random. I mean, you could figure it out. But that's eventually. a Mexican thing. That's a Mexican yeah. thing. We don't. We're very disorganized. <laughs> but the amazing thing. Maybe you're very disorganized. Well, not me. But I'm they not. had a... <laughs> All the Mexicans. Right. By Mexicans, I mean everyone else. That's right. <laughs> <Just> that's right. <laughs> you heard it from Frito. Everyone but me. No, just kidding. Now, th- but the thing that always blows me away is Mexico, especially Boxy Lucha, had a much greater sense of wrestling history than any publication in America. Yeah. You know, until the sh- you know until Wrestling Observer really came around. I mean, I wonder how much Dave is gonna charge us for like the entire his entire run of his issues. Sixty three thousand. Sixty three thousand. I wonder if you. <laughs> like, Sixty three thousand sounds like a good number. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, well, Dave, Dave, we want you to find it in a book, and he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he probably would do that. Too. Well, I'm eccentric, but I'm not rich. That, that... So if I were eccentric and rich, I would buy this. Yeah. Uh, in a heartbeat I mean the um, photos too and all that stuff yes. it's just awesome. like cause we have I mean you have a lot of magazines Boxy Lucha magazines from that era yes but they're like a lot of them are missing a lot of stuff in exactly there. there's pages yeah there's like oh man this, this is missing like like the specifically the ones from the 60s and I would love to know the story cause I did not get those Boxy Luchas from one source over the years different people different people at least four different sources from but the ones in the '60s must have all come from one. What if What if you bought the boxy lucha in in the binders and stuff like that in the in the books or whatever there, and and they were all like torn, <laughs> like like they had missing pictures and stuff. Wouldn't that be funny if that's the way they were issued? <laughs> yeah, they were issued like that. You're like, what? Like it's not. It, it was never really a magazine. Yeah. It was a work of performance. Yes, it was actually done they that were way. All carved out. That you, was how they came. You get the cover and everything else is carved out. I was like, what? This is fucked up. You know. I. But man, it, 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 and there were times where uh, on the back page of Box Illusion, the seventies, where they had rundowns of all the shows in the areas for every week. I mean, and there were multiple shows on Sundays. You know, yeah. you could spend a whole Sunday just going to wrestling. And well, you can still do that now. Yeah, true. Yeah, in Mexico, you could like do like two or three shows in one day. Probably. And on top of that, they had a better sense of America's wrestling history than America had. Yeah, I mean they do stories on Jim Blondos, Gorgeous George, like the old, the older stuff they did, like a lot of the older stuff, but yes. like cur- current stuff. I, I think they kind of like, eh. Well, they they still know it. They like talk about yeah, it. Yeah, well, talk. I, I remember they kind of they kind of uh, how do you say jumped the shark a bit sometime in the '90s because they used to be really good with dates and stuff like that, really? results with shows or, um, well, one example is every year. Not just um, Boxy Lucha, but most of the uh, Lucha Libre mags after 1979, in December, they would do a tribute to Sangre India, who died on Christmas Day at Arena Coliseo. Uh, And each year, Boxy Lucha would do a nice tribute on him. And then one year, uh, suddenly one year, they, they, they got like the date wrong by I think two years when he died of when he oh, died really? something weird like that yeah. they started just 
It's might be like, the people that, as they move on, there's somebody that. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if they editing. changed ownership at some point and you, somebody just didn't. You know, I'm kind of thinking that that price, sixty-three thousand, is probably to fund the remaining super um, boxy lucha. Because <laughs> remember, they were be, yeah. they were going through some financial hardships. Well, because for a while uh, we thought that they just folded. Yeah, right? there was a period where they weren't doing anything like that, at least for a couple of months. Like super luchas just stopped like doing their magazine for. A, I think they stopped doing it, what like. Earlier this year? Yeah. Yeah. Magazines are going the way of the dinosaur, yeah. period. I mean, whenever I whenever I go into a store, like Barnes & Noble, yeah. I, I kind of look at the magazine rack, and I'll see people just kind of looking through them, but you never see people going up to the cash register with them anymore. Yeah, it's like wrestling magazines. I, I remember when you could get, like, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the WWE magazine. Yes. And then there would be, like, three or four other ones, like, maybe Inside Wrestling and then after like a couple of years, there I think when I first started, there was like the ne- Napolitano magazine also. Yes, yes. Jordan and then there was like this newspaper-looking magazine also. Yes, that yes. That one there was like six or seven that were always there. Then like a couple of years later, there was like two less. There would yes. be like five. And it was always the After Mags and um, the WWE one, and maybe like somebody else would try to do one too. And then afterwards, it was just WWE and um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And yeah, after those that, are the last men standing. And then, like afterwards, I could. I, I think right now I couldn't find one if if I went to like, like whatever CVS or whatever. I don't think I could either. Yeah, or Walmart or something. I remember in the seventies, whenever I would visit, it kind of depressed me because I was like, man, I used to get magazines. I think they might still have PWI. I think I've seen PWI recently. There must be something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I remember in the seventies whenever I went up to Tulare, uh, which is like between Bakersfield and Fresno to stay with my aunt and uncle, you know, during spring break or something like that. I was so excited because there was actually a bookstore that had all the wrestling magazines. Wow. Everything. Yeah. All the after magazines. So you'd the, be like, I gotta buy all of these. <laughs> I would. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was like, you know. Or read all of them right there. <laughs> you know, I would buy them and yeah. I would just hoard them. And I, I would have to hide the after mags from my parents because... Until I think '76, in the back pages they would have ads for blow-up love dolls or you know sex I'm gonna, toys. I'm going to mention a, a mall that Conan mentioned on Jericho's podcast. Hmm? Cielo Vista Mall in El Paso. Uh huh. They used to have a bookstore, and I used to like my parents would go, and my sister would go, and they'd go do their thing, go shopping, and they'd leave me at the bookstore, and I would just like sneak into like a corner and just get the lucha, the wrestling magazine. <laughs> And read them the whole time. That's all I did. Like the wrestling magazines, I wouldn't buy them. I just read them there. Yeah, <laughs> like I ain't awesome. gonna go. I ain't oh, gonna go buy. Awesome. It. I was like, how much does this cost? Four bucks? Yeah, I ain't gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was like the that, that. I mean, I think the I went to like one of the markets that I used to buy boxy luchas at. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't just not have boxy lucha. They don't have magazines. Period. Yeah, they got rid of the magazine rack. I'm like, dude, they got rid of the entire magazine rack. Oh, I remember, I remember, like twenty something years ago, you could find you you could find a, a Mexican bookstore that would have the lucha mags yeah. of some kind. And I don't know, maybe those bookstores, like those, like you know, you always still have those bookstores that are still around, like in Santa Ana. Those well, there's of- always like you'll find like a bookstore, like some, like I don't know, they might deal with like bringing in stuff from outside of the U.S. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean. uh, the, the magazines, not not wrestling, but any magazine that survives today, I'd love to know their secret. Yeah. Like why? 
you know, it's like the, that desperation move, I guess, Playboy magazine announced that they're not going to have nudity in their mags anymore. They're just... Really? Yeah. When did they announce this? A couple of weeks ago. Oh, that sucks. Well, not that it matters. Yeah, but I mean... Are you- Playboy magazine didn't really have a lot of nudity. It wasn't like as much as like like the other ones. Well, it- Or so I've been told. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything. I wouldn't about know anything that. about that. I would that. not know yeah. a thing. Yeah. Well, it's 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 for different tastes. Playboy was more the kind of. Did I tell you the? St- I told you a story about that one grand. This little old lady when we were cleaning her, we went to go clean her house. Mm-hmm. She like this was like I was in um, high school, and um, so we go over and she's like, her husband had just passed away. Uh huh. So she's like, she's like, yeah, he left me a lot of stuff, and she's like, she's like, here I, I have these things. You could have them, and I, I get them, and they're like these magazines inside, like these black um, plastic um, wrap. Uh-huh. You know, like they sent them in black. Yes. Like, oh, cool. What is this? And I'm thinking maybe it's like a sports magazine. <laughs> I, I take it out, and it's it's Playboys. It was the Sable. I think it was the Sable Playboy. Oh, okay. And like yes. some other one, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. And I'm like, dude, this is really awkward. This, is, I don't know this lady. I guess I must have like, <laughs> I must have entertained her like while I was talking to her or something. Did she make any eyes? At you? Yeah, I don't know. She just gave me play. I was like, yeah, thanks. I took them. They might be worth something. <laughs> you never know. That was I my think, thing. I was like, it might be worth something. But I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, my generation, guys in the seventies, you know, before, she probably figured I was a perv and gave them to me. Which thing's all, <laughs> but everybody. I was a teenager, so I probably exactly. was. <laughs> well, well, before VHS players were a commonplace. I mean, when I was growing up in the seventies, that was the rite of passage. You're twelve or thirteen, you know, yeah. you get your first Playboy or, or younger, yeah. man, you know. But you know, that's usually your first glance at nudity. Yeah. And, you know, surprise! They're still doing uh, magazines. Yeah, but I bet, yeah, it, it, it's funny when I heard that they're, oh, they're not going to do nudity. Like, what kind of publicity move is that? I love how we're, we've transitioned to this. This is the closest thing we've gotten Typical to. wrestling thing. This fan. is the what closest, thing, about closest thing we've gotten to talking about porn on this podcast. Yeah, well, well. We've I, actually I done a good job. I know that all the people listening right now, uh, they're going to write something how pathetic they're talking about porn, but their ear is getting closer to the, uh, <laughs> their iPod. It actually isn't as bad as when we're on road trips. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then you should hear our wrestlers talk, but yes. nobody's around. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess back to Lucha News. Yeah. The lot uh, happening. Fill us in. Yeah. Um, well, those Lucha Elite shows that we were talking about earlier, how they're, we, I don't understand what they're doing. <laughs> they're, they're actually drawing very poorly, which kind of explains what, why I think they're not. Um, the last show they had on this past Sunday, um, they had um, Cybernetico teaming mm-hmm. with Black Warrior versus Atlantis and Caristico. Mm-hmm. Drew very badly. Like It was like the Sunday CML regular shows. That's how bad they did. Whoa! Like I think it was maybe like so, somebody estimated that was about fifteen hundred people at that show. And you know, you know Arena Mexico—that's like really a low. That makes it turnout. look empty. Yes, that's like that's it's different like, than Coliseo. Yeah, right? yeah, Coliseo. Like you'd have to have like fifty people show up for it to be like empty. Yeah. And even if it's empty, it's like it, the way it's designed. It's kind of like it, you don't really notice it. Right. Unless the camera's like zooming everywhere and like some crazy guy like this, oh. but around in Mexico, like it looked really bad. There's a picture where Rambo's ca- carrying a, a a Singapore cane back to mm-hmm. the to the back, and like you look at the sides of the of the entr- the ramp, and there's no people there. Wow. It's like wow, that's really bad. Like it's just made basically like the first four or five rows where there's people. Um, yeah, so I guess that's not drawing. Um, they're supposedly this Sunday they're they're going to have another luchador sorpresa mm-hmm. so i'm 
everybody's I, I'm guessing it's going to be Averno okay we're guessing well, there's been word. that's been the rumor Averno yeah. if it's not Averno I mean I don't know who else it could be I mean you're kind of starting to run out of guys like who it's going to be <laughs> um it, they had other guys they also announced like a bunch of other guys um Eterno uh, Canis Lupus Canis mm-hmm. Lupus is like a a dude out of um IWRG is IWRG yes. yeah you might have seen a match but is, he, him, is, yes. he, is he the muscular I think he's the muscular guy right like he's a built guy or something yes yeah cause I, I can't remember that dude like it's like yeah, I don't remember I mean he's it's more the name that sticks out in my memory than his actual work yeah yeah and um, they're bringing in Taboo. I was, ta- I think we were, we're talking about, about yes. Taboo. Yes. Uh, tab- well, we we're just talking about this right now. So it's like, it's like, I think they kind of like went through the eighty or ninety wrestlers that are listed in AAA. Yeah. Like they probably went on on the Cubs fans uh, roster page for AAA and were like, let's <laughs> let's contact all these guys and see who who we could get to jump. <laughs> and they got Taboo to join the promotion. Um, they also had um, the last show. They had um, Muñeca de Plata. Who is uh, one of the Alvarados, Brazos, okay. one of the daughters? So basically, uh, just imagine a, a masked Goya Kong making her way back to a random. Oh, trip out! So it's like they really didn't lose anybody. Hey, maybe that's a surprise wrestler but, Goya Kong to team with Muñeca. Well, you, well, it's the main event, so it's not. <laughs> no, but I'm saying her. She's now with um, Elite, so I'm guessing mm-hmm. she's going to be with. Um, well, it also helps that she's. I think she's in a relationship with the promoter. Okay. For um, Elite, so I think that probably helps. Um, they actually have some good matches. Um, they had traumas. They're gonna have traumas versus Ray Cometa and um, Stuka Junior. Mm-hmm. But they had the Navarros traumas and Negro right. Navarro versus um, the Casas family. Oh, sweet! They've had um, these really good matches with um, where it's on where it's Technicos going mm-hmm. against Technicos, and um, they've basically started building up a Ray Cometa Golden Magic feud. Yes, their match this past week was really good. Mm-hmm. That's that's on that that was filmed by a fan. Nice. So it's on YouTube. It was really good. Um, what else was? What else? What else is going on with them? They actually have some good, talented wrestlers, but it's like, it's like there's no real build towards like what's next or anything. Well, and it just seems like a. It's, it's, it's more. It kind of feels like when they don't have a surprise, nobody goes. But when they have a surprise, people go. So that's like their big drawing card, a surprise. So it's like it's like they've taken the. They that's t- their golden ticket. Yes, yeah, like meantime. like the surprise, and it's like at some point you're gonna run out of surprises. It's like. Yeah, you're going to have to actually promote and build programs. Yeah, and, and it's like, and it they're not doing that. It seems to me like, because CMLL is still running their regular schedule, yeah. yes? Yeah, It seems like that's just too much in one central area, especially when you have people overlapping. Cause and you know, it'd be, it'd be okay, guys it'd be okay if, like, the promoter was, like, a good promote, like, a good, mm-hmm. like, like if he knew what was going on, what he was doing, and it's like, but this group doesn't really, like, it doesn't strike me as they, it kind of seems like, it kind of feels like one of those typical guys who got a money mark, to That's back the first up, thing I was gonna ask. and then he yeah. just he just kind of wings it with what he's doing. Like he's trying to get all the big stars. Yeah, like we were talking about how that one time that guy wanted to get Hulk Hogan for a show and stuff like that. Yes, thinking yes. he could possibly do it. Well, this is kind of what I feel like. This group is like, oh, I could get Cybernetico, I could get Caristico, I could get all these big names, and then you can't get all those names, and then you're like, oh, I got Taboo and um, and, right, exactly. and, and, and um, mini murder clown <laughs> under a different name or something. It's like yeah. And even though there's the dejection in your voice, he's probably rationalizing. Yeah, it. but great. I got some of their yeah. Whereas dejection. whereas you look at some of these other promoters, like the guy who runs um, Lucha Memes and um, mm-hmm. Ch- now he calls it Charo, the promotion Charo promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude, like he gets he comes up with good matches, and there's like some at least some built towards some other stuff like it's not it's not necessarily something that's built every show but you kind of 
you kind of sense that he's going to go with that at some right. point. Like, he comes up with dream matches, more or less. And then you have some other guys who, like, kind of book as they're going, like, something He has out. something that people aren't just going to come for one good pop or one big surprise. They Plus, he's he good just, at finding talent. Yeah. You know? He's really yeah. good at finding, like, you know, not, not finding talent, but giving talent a chance to, like, get more exposure. Yes. So it's like, that kind of works. But these guys, it's like, ah. Uh, it's like, CML, CML could do this. <laughs> Although I'm kind of, I, I, what I would like to see them do... If the end game happened was like this group, like somehow this group, some of these guys ended up t- replacing some of the the CML guys that suck. Mm-hmm. Like if you take Cybernetico and he replaces Thunder, I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I, like I'd like, be happy. Like Golden Magic, we're getting Golden Magic. We're dumping this dude. <laughs> like we're dumping <laughs> in Quisidor or something. Like oh, that'd be great. But it's like I don't think that's the plan. It's like it's just adding more stuff. No, no, and it's. I, yeah, it it seems like one of those experiments that just it's even more disorganized than CML. You know, even AAA is more disorganized than. Well, and I've said this, I've said this time and time again is ever since ever since I started following wrestling really seriously, you always hear about promoters working with each other and everybody gets excited about the promote two different promoters working with each other. It never works. Yeah. It just does not work. Maybe there is a rare exception, but... Yeah, these guys, This these guys. I mean, I think if CML is getting money out of it, it's great. But you, the other thing is, like, some of the matchups, like, if you told me, oh, they're going to make a one-hour TV show, it's like, oh, cool. If it's, like, the mid-card, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't really want to see... I don't really want to see Cybernetico versus anyone, really, you know? Well, and also... also I didn't really want to see Cybernetico against anyone in AAA, <laughs> either, so it's like... I love... I mean, the guy's great in promos. Like, if you... There's some cool stuff you could do with Cybernetico mm-hmm. as a character if you're doing a one-hour TV show. And, like, the last thing you really want to do is have him wrestle every single week. But it's like, if that's what you're going to do, it's like, that's not going to work. Oh, well, I... Well, that's why I remember there were guys that I would see on TV when I was a kid. And they didn't do a heck of a lot of editing then, of course. But still, guys wouldn't be great wrestlers, but they had a good presence. And the matches would only go three or four minutes with yeah, guys like yeah. that. They would, you know, they would uh, just yeah, come and in and tell steamroll them, Tell somebody. people to do that now. It's like, no, we're not, we're going to, we got to have a 20 minute, three, two out of three Yeah, every falls match now. has to be yeah. 20 minutes, two, two out, out of three. three falls, and it's like, oh, dude, come on. And it's funny, we were talking about the whole two out of three falls thing in the last episode, and... It just, you know, it it would be a little more compelling if not every match would be tied one fall apiece. Yeah, yeah. I remember when... Or or when they end two falls, it always ends with, like, it ends with somebody fouling. Yes, yes. It's like it's the same thing. I remember uh, uh, Casas and Santo had a singles match at the Olympic before their hair versus hair. And the way they drummed it up is they had Casas beat Santo two straight falls. Yeah. And... You know, it's not like an oops, Santo fell and lost. It's, no, he got clobbered, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's ways they could do it, but it's like, now it's like, oh, man, they're doing the same thing. I already saw this finish. And then, like, the worst one is when they do it, like, consecutively in one show. There's been points where you watch a show and it's, like, the same match. Although, oh, if you watch Puebla, you would be like, you probably wouldn't have noticed it because you were so bored with it. <laughs> exactly. Like, my God, this show is so boring. You were, you were having more fun counting yeah. the fans in the audience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I probably should have watched all the all the handheld footage from the Elite <laughs> show and all this other stuff. Um, the other group that actually had trouble this recently was the Keviva El Rey Tour. Okay. Which is splitting, using AAA talent with um, foreign talent. You yes. know, like Brodus Clay. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in these big names like Brodus Clay. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, Magnus. The money that's Magnus, going around not, not, not the Magnus from uh, CMLL, but the Magnus from TNA. Yes. Um, they were bringing in all these other guys. It's like, well, these guys are really going to do well. <laughs> it's like, yes, they're not draws. Um, they had a lot of trouble because that's the same time. They started running shows at the same time that Lucha Underground was starting. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, they kept on switching all these guys. Like, this guy's not here because he's in, um, he's in Lucha Underground. Or he's somewhere else, and it's like it just caught. It just I don't know. It just it, they didn't do very well. I think their last show actually did pretty well, but the rest of them were like they did as poorly as Elite has been doing. You don't picture them being around for too too long. Yeah, probably. I don't think I, I can't see this guy. Well, it's a, it's a group that dabbled into wrestling, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to dabble again. <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't think they're going to. Well, you know that's the thing. People think it's easy. Oh, it's the age old thing. And it's, if they think, oh, I'm going to promote wrestling, and it's like. You, you do realize you're going to lose money. <laughs> it's like, no, we're not. Yeah, they, we know what we're doing. We promote this other. Stuff. Oh, I've heard. I've heard guys say it again and again. I create a star. People come pay to see him. We use that money to fund the next show. I yeah. mean, even though they know better. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're always trying to like think they'll come up with something, but I was like, yeah, no. It's like I always like when I go to indie shows and guys are like trying to tell me, it's like, yeah, you're not going to do. But oh, you don't want to tell I them. Know. You know, you don't want to dash their. Ruin their dreams and stuff like that. No, uh, if, I, if, I, if, if I was going to promote, I, w- I would do it for shits and giggles. I would do it just for kicks. And I have to be pretty rich to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that would be hard. I mean, if you did it, there's ways to do it. Like, if you're like, but it's like, it's hard. It's not, you're not going to make a lot of money doing it. It's, it's going to be. And you also have all these fantasies in your head of how you'd book stuff, but you got to take into consideration the wrestlers. wrestlers not cooperating or wrestler not showing up or there's so many headaches. Yeah. You know, I remember Capitan Oro when we were at that show in El Monte, he's saying, he's saying, I don't remember you ever promoting. Have you ever thought about it? And I said, no, I've seen other too many promoters. Because you didn't even think about it when I was thinking of promoting it. You were like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, no. When I was That's young, your thing. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to think, oh, how cool it would be to... Yeah, because I remember when I, when I was thinking of doing it, I was like, man, I hope Kurt doesn't get upset when I tell him he doesn't have any word in the in the promotion. And it's like, and it's like, and then, but you never brought it up like, oh, I want to join. I want to go in on it or anything. It's like, yeah, I was like, okay, then obviously this no, is a no, bad no. idea. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing is, is some guys, some guys are good navigators. Every now yeah. and then you'll get a guy who kind of has realistic, uh, expectations and yeah and kind of goes about it the right way but the majority are people who sometimes go into it either insane and just the insanities goes in circles or you get guys who have a pretty good mindset but don't, don't understand what they're doing and well see like they, when they, I they lose their minds yeah when I was doing it I kind of told Superboy the budget more or less yeah. give me the budget so I would know what I would want, want to do because I wasn't going to go all in Oh, yeah, like spend yeah. all this money, fly in all these guys, and back when I, the first time we were talking about it, I mean there wasn't really a lot of lucha doors coming here. I mean, remember when we talked yeah, oh, was... when we were talking to Negro Causes, and I told him, "Hey, when was the last time you've been to Mexico uh, to Los Angeles?" And he had mentioned eight years. It's yeah. like, yeah, that that sounds about right. Because I remember when I was doing it, I think only um, Bart was bringing them in with FMLL. Yes, and Bart was like having like he was having a hard time bringing these guys in, like just like. Dealing with the money financially, it was a little harder than. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. To be honest, I'd rather just 
book local guys and kind of do my own thing rather than just say, hey, look who's appearing next week. Yeah, it, it would have been it would have been hard. Like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, it's more headaches than it's worth. Yeah, but at the indie level, I can understand. But then you always have these guys who like like want to pour money into the business. Well, it's that one group that went like that one um the rock and wrestling show that um, Johnny Legend. Oh did, yes, yes. Where the guy kind of wanted ex- expected more. For the price that you got, yep. and it's like, yeah, you only gave us a certain amount. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get P. Yeah. He wanted PWG level. He wanted a PG, G, PWG level and show. I, I flat out, and you kind of told him you're not gonna get PWG level at that price. <laughs> yeah, because oh, and it was funny because uh, well, this is one of the things I love about Johnny is uh, I remember that guy telling me like, yeah, I told Johnny I want to have some really good five star matches, and and Johnny just got offended and says, we'll never do that in in. Rock and roll wrestling. <laughs> Incredibly strange wrestling is about terrible matches. Yes, yes. It's about you know just just having fun. Yeah, and but but the thing is, when the guy was talking to me, I flat out told him, if you want five star matches, you got to have some five star payoffs. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell somebody go have a five star match for twenty bucks because this promotion might take off and. And you know the weird yeah. thing is, if you think about it, that show had Willie Mack and had actually yeah. had actually did have talent. Like this was before like that actually became a these guys became oh, names. Oh, exactly you know? before the, yeah, yeah yeah before they were. You, know, you guys probably would have gotten like Steve Payne and guys like that if you would have kept going because Steve Payne hasn't been in PWG. Yeah, that's true. Little Cholo probably also would. have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the luchadors would have done it. I love the way Johnny put it. Says just just bring as many stray wrestlers as you can. Yeah, and we'll get yeah. it going. You know, it's, I mean. Yeah, so that actually didn't do well. And then AAA um, announced their Gura, the Titanes lineup. Mm-hmm. Actually, they, they posted it like over the... There was like a buildup of a few weeks where they posted just the poster with uh, Ray and some a couple of other people. And then they posted another one where they had to edit out Alberto and some other people and oh, put in yes, some other people. Yes. And then the third poster was a lineup for Gura, the Titanes, which was supposed to be on December mm-hmm. 4th, which is this Friday, right? Yes. So then... I think last week they decided to cancel Guerra de Titanes. So now we don't know if it's that. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I've been curious about that. Yeah. Do you know the... St- that's just like the... That's like a WCW level type of thing. Yes. Actually, WWE did that once, like cancel a pay-per-view, right? Did they? Well, not even that. They're just the name. They just can't dump the names and just rename it. Isn't that what they do? WCW? WWE. Oh, WWE. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, WCW cancels shows. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they rename shit all the time. Remember the sold out? I think pay-per-views. Or... Pay-per-views they renamed all the time. Wow. Road Wild, Hog Wild. <laughs> Remember? What was it? Hog Wild first, then they went to Road Wild. <laughs> wild on Hogs. Yeah, and then they had um, some hog other... On hog they had some other show. They had some other one that they changed like towards the end. The name of the show. I can't remember. I think it was Uncensored that they changed the name. Mm-hmm. One of those shows they changed at the end. Because I remember watching that paper and I was like, man, that paper used to suck. <laughs> the, <laughs> I think the last one. time I gave up on paper. The 2000 ones. They had one, a different name. Oh, the, the New Blood or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. They had like a bunch of different ones. But it's like, that just seemed like. But, okay, the, you know, there's all these words about people jumping from AAA. A lot of just, well, it sounds like people. Well, you know, that's the other thing. You have these guys jumping. Yeah. Alberto going to. Alberto going to WWE, I can kind of understand. But when Caristico goes to mm-hmm. this group, that really not, doesn't really have a doesn't really have what AAA has. I mean, right. AAA at least you you get recognition. Mm-hmm. Elite, I mean, you don't really get that recognition. You get, I mean, even CMLL doesn't get the recognition that AAA guys would get. Mm-hmm. And then you get um, Cybernetico jumping, which he may not be like the a, a, a five star type of wrestler, but he's a name. Yes. He's he's got a name. 
he jumps, and then you have this cancellation, and it's like, what's going on with AAA? I, like, I would love to know. I mean, I, you know how my memory is these days, but I think with Steve Sims on the recent uh, podcast with Brian Alvarez, I think he was saying there was like factions and cliques that aren't getting along. Like there's people at the top and people under them are not happy. Is yeah, I don't have know. you heard talk about that, or is that just? I'm guessing that's just what the every the guys that are jumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like I said, the Lucha Underground and the guys who aren't in Lucha Underground, right? They get more money doing Lucha Underground, whereas more 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 recognition worldwide than they do in um, the other guys. And uh, I think they kind of, and I think also bringing in all the foreigners because that was always yes. an issue with a lot of the guys. It's like, man, they're bringing in all these foreigners. Yeah, taking, I could you know, like kind of like us with uh, the took our jobs type of thing over yeah. here. You know, <laughs> it happens over there in Mexico too. But it's like, yeah, you know, they're bringing in Brodus Clay. It's not that big of a... Yeah. Although he was in KB, but right? not necessarily AAA. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's one of those weird things going on. Yeah, the other, the one good news for AAA is that they, their their webmaster came back. <laughs> he he updated their, he's going to update their no, website What's soon. the story about him leaving in the first place? He what's... got a better job. He got a better job. He got a higher position. He got now. a higher position. Yeah. He lose the position. Now he's got this position again. No, I think. Well, I can't tell you why, but it's. Like, <laughs> why well, can't I? I could, okay, but no, it's that's not. Cool. It's that's not. Cool. It's not. I don't think he wants. I don't know if he wants. Yeah, cares that's about cool. That. But um. But he's back, basically. And so he, he must. He's be close with, with the family. I'll just put oh, it that okay, way. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. He's close with the Roldan family. And uh, you know the okay the news that. I've been wanting to hear is the Friday show. No, the mascot interviews. Oh, the mascot interviews that they, that uh, Cubs fan uh, linked to on. Yes, and I and I saw you talking about it on Twitter, and I said we've got to hear the story behind the mascots. Okay, so like Mije, Kemonito, and Zachariah Cepedico, the three CML mascots were interviewed by this um, sports show in Mexico and they were asked about um, they each were asked individually some questions and came on they always ask the guy they always ask each of them well basically the first thing they they asked them how they got started and all that stuff but uh, so basically um, do you want me to go through each one individually or you want me to go like each question because they I could do each do question. Each question. Okay. That, each question. So they they, they asked each of them how they got into wrestling. The only thing Kemonito I knew before because he mentioned it on another show. He actually did another interview, like a, I think it was a twenty minute interview, where he said that he got started as because um, he would go to like the shows, mm-hmm. and he he would hang around with a lot of the the midgets of that time, the <laughs> the little people, <laughs> Arturito, yeah, or, like yeah, like Gulliver, the guy yes. who played Gulliver and stuff like that. And um, he was saying that um, they saw him and they're like, and. One time, Tinieblas saw him, and Tinieblas w- wanted a mascot. Mm-hmm. So he went and asked the other guys, who was that little guy that, that, that came with them? So he said, okay, can you ask him if he's interested in being, a, uh, being my, my, my mascot? And so they trained him to be a wrestler and everything. So he got into wrestling. Mije couldn't remember. He just said he kind of got, he did train in, rest, in lucha, mm-hmm. but he just, like, they were asking how he got started. He's like, well, they hooked me up with Alebrija, and that's how it kind of went. Alebrija, who's now Cranio. Right. So, um, and then they get to Zacharias at Barico, and he's like, he's like, this is going to sound funny. He's like, but um, I was at, um, they wanted me to get to wrestling, so they offered me a bag of Cheetos. What? <laughs> and, and a two liter, a, t- a two liter Coke. 
hey, you know, and one step closer to diabetes. What? How can you refuse? So he's like, he's like, he's like. So I actually got into the ring and trained, and I, oh, I, I was funny. laughing because uh, people were saying, well, you know, there's actually guys who get that's actually a better payday than most guys on the indie. Yeah. Well, you know, you hear a lot of the luchadors. They'll tell you like the first payday was a like a, a, a sandwich, a sandwich, and a and a a drink. You yeah. know, that's really their their first payday. Like so some of them mentioned that they were lucky and got like chicken, <laughs> like, like a whole chicken, and they're happy about it. So um, so then they start asking them what their injuries have been in wrestling. Kemonito's mm-hmm. very like he's very he's easy going. He's like yeah, I've gotten a lot of injuries, but they're you know I keep going. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mija the same thing. He's had a lot of injuries, and uh, they get to Zacharias Perico. And he actually ha- remembered both injuries he had. He mentioned once where he got tossed into the guardrail mm-hmm. in Arena Mexico, and he he was he was knocked out. Ooh. I think that was the time where they stopped. Remember, they stopped yes, throwing him around. Yes. He, he would stay like in the corner, or he wasn't even walking in okay, with them. Yes, yes. So that he he remembered that one, mm-hmm. and then he, he was talking about how he remembered another one where he got hit with a crutch. <laughs> and got oh, like he couldn't feel like he said he felt paralyzed for a bit. Ooh. So then um, they asked all three of them um, if they like to have a mask match, a three way mask match, mm-hmm. and then they asked them if they would like it to be in a, at the anniversary. Okay, Monito was like, he's like that he would like to have the mask match, but he said not at the anniversary because he didn't think that was like. They weren't. That wasn't appropriate. He's like, he's like, maybe at a bigger, another big show. That would, that would almost be like the. I thought he was very modest, like very modest. That's pretty cool because that, because that's like how I remember they had that big uh, when Kerry Von Erich won the title from Ric Flair, uh, and it was this really huge show. And then each year they, it was the, was it David Von Erich Memorial? Yeah, yeah. The, and then I think just like two years later, there there was a mud wrestling match in. Yeah, yeah, and like it, yeah. Yeah, that does. It seemed quite, to lower the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, and he said, in another, and then they asked him if, if, and he even mentioned he's like, and and we wouldn't be the main event. He's like, yeah. I don't think we should be the main event. Oh, Somewhere in the middle cool. of the card. But it's like, it's so funny because it's like, who? And I'm sure, I mean, people would actually go watch it. I'd watch like, it. <laughs> and then um, they asked Mija and he said he would like it too. And then they get to Zacharias Aparico and he said he would like it. And he's like, and they asked him, what, whose mask would you like to take? He's like, I'd re- I would really like to take Que Monito's mask. He's like, Mije, not so much because I don't really care about him. <laughs> I was just <laughs> laughing. So it was, it was one so of those. I, I could just, I could just picture the match, not so much what how they would work it but I could just picture people like Negro Casas doing run-ins yes yes like Negro Casas <laughs> yes. you know what would be awesome if they had the three, three-way match because they asked uh, Mije if, if his second would be Cranio mm-hmm. and like it's funny he said he said yeah probably but you know whoever whoever CML wants I'll, I'll have a second I'm like dude it would have to be Cranio why would yes! it why would it yes. be Kemoni to second second would I mean he had <laughs> options he could go with Porky Maximo mm-hmm. or Shocker Although Shocker now is the heel, so he's not not really him. But you know, Maximo, there he has options. Yeah. Whereas Zacharias would have to be Negro Casas just because we would need to have like Negro Casas like cheering him on. And, like, oh, totally. Yeah. Well, you've seen them do like you saw that one match where they did the spots where um, me had no sold Zacharias doing a dive. Yes, yes. yes, that was awesome. <laughs> the, like I like how uh, Zacharias is like he trips like before he even does a dive, he trips <laughs> and then he gets back up. And then he like misses the dive like by 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 six inches, and and you just see Mihai just standing there like like he's not even gonna sell it. <laughs> Whereas you're watching matches and the guys are like selling drop kicks like that are completely off. Yeah, yeah. Or there's a tope and it hits the guy's wrist and he takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He still does the fall and it's like these guys at least are trying to do that stuff. Um, 
We should talk about the Friday show. Okay. That you didn't watch. That I did not watch on Claro Sports. And you should have watched it. So, Claro Sports still going strong, Yeah, apparently they're still doing it. Not sure if it's... We still... It's always one of those, we still don't know, but one of us will check... Uh-huh. Sometime on either Thursday or Friday to see if it's still up or see if they're mentioning it. Usually they do. And um, this week's show, I mean, it wasn't that. I would I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, it was probably like a 6, 7. Mm-hmm. But it kind of like, it actually got a higher rating because it got a lot more buzz because of the of who was sitting ringside. It got a rating of a 3-8 double D. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What you said. Yes. Um, Tell us about this. Attraction. Liz Vega was sitting um, ring like in the first row. Mm-hmm. So she was wearing like this really skimpy uh, red, dress. red dress, showing her assets. Very low cut. Yes, and pretty much every single after every fall, they made a point to cut toward to her. Even like maybe not every fall, but like even at certain points. So it actually made some of the bad matches, like at least be like forget you could forget the action. Because you're yeah. seeing her. And then, like, as they zoomed out, you noticed that she was sitting up with a lot of other good-looking women. So, like, that was basically the highlight of the show. Well, you showed me the picture of her, and my gosh, she's stunning. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Now, uh, for us gringos who don't know who Liz I didn't is, even know who she was. Like, somebody Oh, no me. way. I, yeah. But she, she's like a... She's like a, movie, like a television celebrity and gotcha. stuff like that. Yeah. Reality movie, show or movies? TV, or? movies, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Reality. I'm sure she's done reality. Well, everybody does reality But now. somebody who basically... Made it on TV and yeah, stuff like not that. Not somebody yeah. who who jumped in a reality star, but a TV yeah, star. Yeah, you know, nowadays they do like in Mexico they do those like La Isla and all those shows, yeah. the, like Survivor, but with like celebrities. They do a show like that. Yeah. So it's like it's like everybody does it. Um, the highlight of that show was um, Dragon Lee versus Kamatachi, which you didn't watch. Which I didn't said, watch, and I've heard a lot of people talking. You, about you said it. you were going to watch, and I have. You didn't even watch it. Nope. No preparation for this. This podcast. is my worst pre- preparation ever. About the only preparation. Eh, no, it's not. Like, you've oh, done. You've done worse. You've done worse. I watched absolutely nothing. You've done worse. Nothing. We're gonna we're gonna listen to every slam and stand. Well, slam and stand. You're not counting slam and stand, right? Of course not. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, count- I'm just talking. <laughs> the World. Okay. Um, yeah, the Dragon League Kamatachi match was really good. Um, they had this one. Um, they did this one dive to the outside. Mm-hmm. And as 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 Dragon Lee does the dive, you see um, Liz Vega running from her seat, <laughs> thinking that because they would do like stuff in in her intersection, she'd just run to it. Like they she actually thought they were gonna like jump over or something. Although I'm sure they probably might have threatened her, like oh, I'm sure, I'm warned sure her or something. Yeah, 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 something. yeah. So that match was really good. Um, the the finish was really sick. Um, it was a Canadian destroyer type. Um, Dragon Lee was doing like a power bomb, and like got caught into a drag um, he reversed into a Canadian destroyer oh looked really cool Oof. although that probably wasn't the best move I saw this week that I saw one early I'll talk about it in a bit okay um, they also continued the the Panther Super Commando feud oh yes which looks like it's going to be Build a good match Mass yeah. Mass. I really like the Panther you know it's kind of funny you lose Sombra but then you have the Panther and all these other guys you see oh they, they got some other guys that can move up and yes. take over their spot so that's why I, I was telling you that there's some good and bad when it comes to not ha- book elevating it, like pushing a guy, but it's like you have other guys that you could like replace yeah. them with. I gotta be honest, I've only seen Super Commando, I think, twice. Been I a- liked him. My goodness, twice he's been in he's I been know. in CML for ten years, more than ten years. I think it goes back to two thousand three. 
that shows how much how little you've I've You've only them. seen them twice. I've seen them 1,547 times. I'm just kidding. Glad you kept <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine somebody like really Fredo's keeping count of his, the number of super Actually, actually I, I would bet you I've seen him in six man tags. You've probably seen him a few times. Watching. But yeah. I mean, where I'm cognizant of him. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good. It's funny. He did a, he did, he was on Informa and he was talking about how he kind of hoped he would get pushed mm-hmm. based off this feud. It's like, I, I mean, he's good enough. Like him and his, and Artiero, his brother, they should have been pushed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. They rather push the, and you know, it's not. I don't think it's so much that they should be put necessarily pushed, but maybe like the, the elevated lower card. You know, do a little more with them. Well, also, also, there's there's no crime on not being on top, but there's some guys you should elevate out of the openers. Well, you, you know, know what it is. I think I think the problem with CML is like they're old school, so mm-hmm. like openers kind of like viewed as a negative. Right. Whereas with if you watch AAA, the opener isn't viewed as a negative. Mm-hmm. Opening match is kind of. You could do whatever you want. You could have a good match if you want. It's almost like a, a, a an all star show. Yeah, yeah, play. yeah. Because like you the don't ice capades are coming. You, to you don't necessarily have to be the, the the. You don't have to. They don't limit you. You don't have to be like the. They, you don't have to be. Maybe they tell you not to do certain stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like, but it's like, it could be the best match on the card, and they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with CML, it's like you could kind of. They can dive. Right. In the first in the first match, and it's like yeah. Then they make sure. They, I think they purposely make sure that it's like a really like bad match. <laughs> well, because well, well, they keep all these guys on the roster like Danny Casas. Uh, uh, well, Canelo. Casas Canelo. Canelo so I mean, Canelo Casas. Danny Casas is the other bad, the well, one that's a night. Well, but no, there, there's sense to that because, uh, you know, as I was growing up, the openers were supposed to be entertaining, but. You don't try to have it, everybody have to follow what you did. Yeah, but that's like this back then. Nowadays, I know. Yeah, but I, I like, still think it's applicable. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It, it can't. Like, it, it's one thing to be like, because you were saying they're entertaining. Some of these aren't even entertaining. Well, no, no, that's <laughs> a whole different story. Yeah. But I'm saying, I, 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 like, if you watch that Pueblo show, you'd be like, why are these guys even? Well, yeah. It's one thing. It's also different because yeah. it's Pueblo. But if Pueblo, you're using like, some quality guys in the opener, I mean, if they're good workers. They should be able to do a good match and maybe do one dive. Yeah, uh, and especially on a Friday show, like I can understand not like limiting them on a on a Tuesday yeah. or on a Saturday show, Puebla, Guadalajara, all those other shows. But Friday, Friday should be like the show you want people to say, "Hey, this is the show I want to go watch." You know, right, this exactly. is what I want to exactly. watch, and it's like, yeah, they book the shows like yeah. Because I because I remember I remember the good promotions. You know, when I first started going to live shows. The ones that were quality, the openers would be good matches, but it wasn't something where the next match had to really follow what the opening match did. It was entertaining, but you did not upstage the people. Yeah, yeah. It's like you wouldn't, you know, if you went to see a production of Hamlet, you know, you're you're not... Yeah, but you didn't have that many guys going as good as, like, nowadays, like the guys in Mexico. The the work, the work rate, like, guys weren't as... You had a lot of guys who weren't... You had a lot of like slower wrestlers too, like because you had to put over the muscular, the the bigger guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, I mean I'm, I'm, that I'm, was the that was the American way of thinking. Like, but you had no, to no, put even, over even guys. like with uh, uh, like Hadco Plaza, which I always talk about. Uh, the opening guys were awesome. I mean, they're yeah. really talented, but they did hold for hold. Yeah. And if it was the opening match would be one fall, but the other matches, if it was two out of three falls. Uh, they wouldn't break out into high spots until the third fall, but it was still great stuff. Yeah. But the you know really fast paced stuff was safe for the last two matches, and that, and and 
I still think that would hold today if they did it right. So the trouble is now is like with CMLL, you got guys higher in the card that can't do that stuff. I know. So that's it's like why, why, why hold these guys lower in the card? They need to be pickier about who they because you know there's talent. Yeah, in because Mexico. you're you're basically not letting these guys go all out in certain matches, and no, then you're like, right, you're and then right. you have Thunder in the main event. And it's like there's no way a match featuring Thunder is going to be good. Oh God, yeah, it's hard. I mean, that one match I told you that I thought was okay. I mean, it was just your average good match that nobody's going to remember besides myself that I remember it being pretty good. Thunder is not the thorn. Thunder rant of the week. (laughs) Brought to you. Brought to you. Brought to you by design by humans. We're going to keep doing it. It's it's about the only thing that I I usually don't get bugged by stuff like this. No, but like even he's he's not even the thorn in their side. He's the stake through their heart. Even even like even like you could have like a really good match, and then all of a sudden the match that follows it is the the Yeah, yeah, and it's like. How's that gonna like? How's how how are those guys gonna do more than the guys that before them? They can't. Yep. Because they 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 have one guy who can't do shit. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like it, 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 you got to have like a standard. Like if it's gonna you want a good show, and you got you're gonna tell these guys lower in the card, hey, you can't do this stuff. Like at least these guys could say, hey, I can't do what Sombra does. Mm-hmm. I can't do what Rush. I can't do what Sombra Rush versus Volador and. Um, and Mystico too do because they're actually having a good match. Yeah. But then you're like, I can't do it. Um, I can't do it. Um, Thunder with um, Dragon Rojo and and Pulvera versus you know girls that like, girls Laguneros are doing. And it's mm-hmm. like it's not. It's just a basic brawl. That yeah. Doing. Yeah. So, yeah. And of course, I'm thinking ideal situations. Yeah. Yeah. I've grown up seeing ideal situations, but. There are a lot more uh, clusterfucks in wrestling. They've kind of cut back on match. Have you noticed they cut back on match relampagos lately, too? I've noticed that. Which is a bad idea because I, I think that's... Well, actually, they did the Dragon Lee match, though. I, I can't The Dragon Lee yeah. 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 I, I See, I think that's one of the most appealing things. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't like the way they do them because there's a way to do them because I don't think the guys, like, that match has a, ti- a clo- uh, timer. Mm-hmm. Guys should be, like, speeding up and trying to win as quickly as possible. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. But it's like they they like they slowly build it up. For those last two minutes, they yeah. should be trying desperately. Yeah, and then the last two pinfall. minutes trying to get the pinfall. Like they could slowly build it up at the beginning, but yeah. like last two minutes have to be a little more fast paced. And it's like only like Blue Panther and Virus could get away with Nero Costas can get away with like a, a slow mat wrestling mm-hmm. type because they're really good like at doing that. But it's like when you have like certain guys like oh, yeah. but a lot of guys aren't learning it. Yeah, and then the. The the other big match that they were kind of building up to was um, they had Super Parka versus Nero Casas like the a trios match mm-hmm. and they're building up a Super Parka Nero Casas feud and Super Parka is not he's not as good as he used to be he's not as super yeah as he once like, was. like let's just say I would probably have I, it's a good thing I would not I, I haven't seen Bolador Junior lately <laughs> I would be like I would be like man your dad's not that good you know <laughs> oh, why do you say that super kick you're just such a nice guy yeah super kick you see you, you take a picture of me getting super kicked Fredo telling because I mean Volador I told Volador Junior all the stuff I didn't like about CML and it's like ugh but he was okay with it. Yeah, it was okay because I was telling him. I was telling him I didn't like the fact that they kept doing repetitive matches. Mm-hmm. I go, I go every single week. You guys are working guerreros de um, laguneros, and he and he's just smiling at me like, yeah. I go, I go, and it's like the same stuff. It's like the same finish, the same mm-hmm. everything. And he's like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he didn't want to say more. It's like, yeah. I just, I just felt like I had Jobs, to bend. Yeah, job security is a good. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's just weird because it's like 
you kind of like as a fan, you kind of expect more, but it's like yeah, they're not gonna do it. Exactly. It's like it's like the whole Hijos del Infierno thing. Everybody was like, man, Edgy Seto's tailor made for this group, and it's like yeah, we're gonna bring in this guy, Lucy Ferno. It's like yeah, because you're you're thinking, oh, and that group is so boring now. Well, and again, again, that's talking about when when you're thinking out of the box. You th- you can think of all these great ideas, but when you're actually within the promotion. There's nepotism. You're trying to keep somebody from getting your spot, or if you're booking, you don't want another booker to get more power. Yeah, than you have. yeah. So you're gonna do weird things, you know. Yeah, it's, but it's like it's like when you look at the hijos of Inferno when Averno was there, they were a little more fast. But plus, uh, Festo's Averno. Yeah, Averno, and then Festo's gotten older. Mm-hmm. Who, um, Lucy Ferno's not. I mean, he got worse when he switched over to the that gimmick than he mm-hmm. was before. Mephisto, he's all right, but I mean, I don't think he's as I don't think he's as good as Averno ever no, was. No, So it's like, I don't know. It's the, I think that that's a group I would just like, ex, like just explode and let Mephisto do something. Like I, I like Mephisto. Had the focus be on him. Be right? on him and like get rid of the other two guys. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you're not because Mephisto is kind of family with them in that group in that promotion. And then, you know when you hear that his son's training to be a wrestler, you're like, oh, maybe they're trying to get his son. At exactly. Part. And there's it's it's not just politics. It's all these you family don't wanna, members. You don't want to rock a boat too much. Yeah, so with, with Super Parker, I mean, the guy, he struck, like, Super Parker looked good against Rush because Rush was just beating the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a brawl. But when they start doing, like, mat wrestling and trying to do stuff off the ropes, he just, he just, just, not, doesn't, he do just doesn't have yeah. it anymore. Yeah. And it's like, so Casas is going to, I don't know why Casas would want that match, but hey, <laughs> you know, it's well, so weird. Casas this is weird. Nero Casas, Ultimo Guerrero, and Atlantis, who have they like been planning a singles match against? Name every single guy that they've been planning. Can you think of the? I just told you Nero Casas is um, Super Parka. Super Parka, and he's pretty bad. Atlantis wants a singles match with Cibernetico. Okay. And Ultimo Guerrero wants a singles match with Thunder. It's like this weird death wish that between. Is weird. It's like a death wish these guys have. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Uh... Maybe the three friends are hanging around and saying, "We could." Well, you remember how I yeah, wanted to anybody see? could. If I could do it, I could. You could. Yeah, remember, I could do it better than you. Remember how I was intrigued with seeing Tahano versus uh, Blue Demon Junior. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because I, I wanted to see how good Tahano Junior could carry him or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that's an art in itself. So, yeah. as much as I hate the thought of Ultimo Guerrero versus Thunder, I would love to see how far Ultimo Guerrero can I take don't, it. I don't know what it is, but Ultima Guerrero hasn't looked the same since he got hurt. I think maybe he's still trying to recover, or he just hasn't that might be. That. But now Casas, I could see making that match something. Casas Super Park, I could see working. Yeah, I could see that working, especially if it's a hair match. Yes, I mean Super Park has looked really bad, but like I said, when he brawls with um, Rush, it's kind of looked okay. So just when I, he gets out of his element, when he starts doing well, it's not element; it just can't do it anymore, like the mat work and the. Yeah, actually, not element, but... Because he, he used to do that. Like, it makes sense for him to brawl, but yeah, when, yeah. when he does the mat work... Well, that's what he was doing when he was in Nuevo León, and that was, like, ten years ago, and it worked. When he was really looking good in, in, in that area. Um, yeah, so that's basically the, the CMLL stuff. I mean, not not really a lot going on lately with them, other, okay. than, other than that stuff. And, and being bored out of your mind watching Puebla. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and oh, Atlantis and Ultima are still having a few too, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, we should talk about the CML bodybuilding competition. Yes, yes, go into this. Astral won Mr. CMLL for those who didn't miss, who okay. might have missed it. So uh, yeah, the they had an exhibition of. Um, well, actually, they started with dancing, some random dancing to start. To, Wait, do they usually do that with the bodybuilding thing? No, I don't know what they were doing with the That's dancing. Weird. The dancing, they, they gave it a name. I think it's like some sort of exercise that they do, mm-hmm. some dancing exercise. Like dance. a Zumba or something. Yeah, like something that? like that. And I was like, I was like, fifteen minutes of that kind of seemed a bit That's much. Odd. And then they did the 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 student exhibition where they do tumbling mm-hmm. and and they do like drop kicks and stuff like that. In the past, last year they actually had guys wearing their mask and doing all that stuff. This year, everybody was unmasked. No way. So no, there really was no idea. We couldn't figure out who anybody was. Like I thought that was one of the cool things about the yeah, tournaments. The, yeah, because the, the exhibition. The, the exhi- yeah, the exhi- exhibition, I guess yeah. I should call it. Yeah, but. it wasn't a tournament. But they were just doing like this, like tumbling and stuff like that. But um, Tony Salser did mention one of the kids, um, 16-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. He actually thought the guy was going to have a lot of talent. So I don't know. Very cool. Um, they actually, they all also. We all. I also noticed Tony Salazar T-shirts. No way! <laughs> yes. Seriously? Yes, Tony Salazar T-shirts. Oh my god! I, I was like one. Yeah, I, I was like Tony Salazar has like old school Tony Salazar, not 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 the current old old grumpy. Well, seriously, dude. the first the first couple of issues of Lucha Libre I bought in '72. I I remember there's one that had a photo feature of him with this just this badass looking woman in. Yeah, because he had the whole uh, like the hair, like the. Whole... Yeah, he had that handsome bad boy look. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Part badass, part glamorous, you yeah. know. And he just had this like just nasty looking women in one of those like just barely bikinis, you know. And I just thought this dude looks so cool. Why doesn't he ever come here to L.A.? And yeah. I don't think I ever. Well, I never saw him as prime, obviously. Yeah. So then they went to the bodybuilding competition. They had the the they have it split up into categories. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that the the first category is the the beginner group, mm-hmm. which is like packed. It has sixteen guys or twelve guys. I think it was twelve guys. Yeah. And um, there were a couple of interesting guys. Um, they had Emperador Azteca, who's wrestling the elite shows. He's actually pretty good. Um, they had heavy metal too. Remember we were talking about why yes. why Canelo Casas didn't take. They kept asking him why he didn't take right. the name because he had he looks a lot like heavy metal. Yeah. Well, this guy is heavy metal too. I, I think it's um heavy metal's actual son. Oh no way. I don't know, but I mean ah. it it actually I think cuz cuz I even went on his um his Facebook page and that's he said he was um heavy metal too. Mm-hmm. Um who else was on that? There was somebody else who was related to somebody. Yeah, I can't remember, but there was this guy named Rocket Rojo who wore like name. a wore like a pilot out mask, uh-huh. but not like the not like like Stukas. That looks like a like a pilot like yeah. like a his was actually had goggles and oh, like no a little hat like a, like an old school like an old school like a pilot and I was like oh, oh that that is awesome. awesome so you see this guy posing and he's actually being a, like a total like like a ham like like, having, like hamming it up for the camera like ah, like, like doing all this stuff. Made for a game yeah like yeah this. yeah apparently I think he's American so Rob told me he was American Rocket Rojo I love yeah. him alone I've been seeing his, that name all over yeah the last so um, so. Then they had um, I can't remember. I think Principe Diamante won that. Um, then they had the women. Mm-hmm. Actually, they had a couple. Of, they had a bunch of other the men. I'm not going to go through the whole yeah. thing, but the, the women, the women. One of the women was a girl named Zanelli. Yes. And uh, I could not get her name because the guy. I think the guy heard her name wrong, so he said Salari. So I kept ca- calling her Salary until somebody said <laughs> Zanelli, and. Um, 
I didn't notice it. Cubs fan was the one that noticed that the mask had a, like a mano negra type of thing. But this girl had a great body, like for. I thought she was just a bodybuilder. I yeah. Thought, you know, just a, a you know somebody to fill in the group. But apparently, she's Mano Negra's um, daughter. That is a trip. Now she's. I guess she's the one that's training to be a wrestler. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm guessing when she starts, she'll probably be the popular one that everybody like like yeah. gravitates to. Like, yeah, you're great. You're you're awesome. And she's really not that great or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but she 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 looked. I actually thought Mano Negra's daughter was one of the two girls that was in the. The exhibition, they had two girls. So, she, so it wasn't really a wrestler's body, it was a bodybuilder. It was, a, it was like, well, I mean, like kind of like a, well, yeah, bodybuilder, because I can't really think of a, well, kind of like more of a diva type cause of I remember, Because I remember when. Not even a diva, because she was really well built for when I used to, a when, model, more like a model. I'd say more like a model. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah. I, I remember what I dug about when they'd cover uh, the bodybuilding tournament in the magazines each year, like 20-something years ago. I always dug how these women had really great physiques, but they're definitely women wrestler. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The strong legs and the. Uh, well, that's the thing. When they did the competition, everybody complained because mm-hmm. she looks so much more fit than the other uh, women. Other yeah. than Dallas, Dallas does look like she's like takes like she actually works out, but like Yuvia doesn't have that. She has more of a wrestler body. I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm no, no, it's not negative. No, no. Yeah, but just it's, like, it's just she doesn't like, have muscles. She doesn't have like abs and shit like that. Exactly, exactly. They, they're they're strong. Like you can yeah. actually see the right biceps, the shoulders, just, but there, it's not a bodybuilder. Yeah, body. yes. And but this, I think that looks cool. This girl actually looked like she like she didn't look like a wrestler. That's why I was like, is she a wrestler? She doesn't look like a wrestler. Yeah. See me. See me. I judge more for the one who looked like a wrestler. Yeah, but it is a bodybuilding <laughs> yeah, competition. Yeah. That's true. So this is why I was like, that's weird. But the guy that ended up winning was um, Astral, who looked like. He's, you've seen him, the midget. Yes. The, the, the mini. <laughs> the midget. The, the mascot. The mini luchador. I'm calling him all the, all the names. Um, La Mascara, uh, when, he, when he lost, he flipped off the fans and was telling them that, um, that he's like, he's like it does, that he didn't care because they're in Gobernables. Oh, that's all. He awesome. just showed up. And they actually got prizes. I think the, the, the grand prize was, um, was like close to 1000 bucks. Damn. So it wasn't that bad for like, for, uh, and then they got cash prizes, like, you know, like, those mm-hmm. in, in supplements and stuff like that. I'm guessing it's supplements. So steroids. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they don't have to take those veterinary steroids as some of the wrestlers take. They yeah. Get the real thing. Or yeah. Growth hormone. The match I think people should watch this from everything I watched this week. Triple uh, A. Mm-hmm. November 6th from Jalapa. Aerostar, Fireball, Australian Suicide versus Daga, Hijo de Pirata Morgan, and Steve Payne. Mm. Fun match. Oh, it's really? only seventeen. Okay. It's only seventeen minutes long. It's actually pretty good. Now, is that one we could find on Cubs fans? Site? It's on. Yeah, it's on the on AAA okay. site too. You can watch the whole show if you want. Want to watch the entire thing? Yeah, I'll watch the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aerostar did this cool dive where he actually looks like he's getting suplexed into the crowd. You did, that was that the one you're mentioning? Yeah. Uh, oh my Twitter, god. Uh, uh, that was See, really I, good. I, I, yeah. I usually wouldn't. It looks scary. I'm sure it looks scary. I'm sure that wasn't his intention. Yeah. But it looked like that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Landed in the. It's one of those ones where, since I know he's okay, I'm up for watching it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're like, "Holy!" Because I mean, the guy made sure to keep him, which is why it looked like a suplex. Yeah. Because like he kind of, I think, kind of held him, made sure he didn't land badly. But it was really good. I mean, those guys are all really good. See, and that's what I mean. I think that's why people, when they talk about CMLL, they're Mm -hmm. like, "How "How come we're not getting this kind of match?" Like the AAA match, like yeah, you, yeah, because they got to throw in like Thunder and Porky oh, and all God. these guys. Yeah, 
It's like they gotta throw in that one guy who's like, oh, this guy's in the match. <laughs> Okamura. Okamura. He's Although Okamura tries, you know, he doesn't. See, I yeah, I'm I'm always a fan of somebody who tries even if they're not the smoothest. Yeah. You know? But it's always funny. You watch a CML. Like my rules, like there's always four out of six mm-hmm. in a CML trios match, where two of them you just. You're just like, yeah, this isn't going to be that as great as you think it's going to yeah, be. Exactly. You kind of know going in. Yeah. You know? And if I go in with low expectations, uh, at the worst, I'm bored. Well, it's like that Ray Scorpion group. Yeah. Ray Scorpion with the group, great, because Ray Scorpion's there. And the yes. other two guys are good at catching guys. But it's like, when it's once it's no Ray Scorpion, it's like, ugh. Because <laughs> it's Thunder. Thunder in mm-hmm. for Ray Scorpion. It's like, oh, God. That's like a huge drop off. <laughs> okay. yes. Yeah, Come. talk about a buzzkill. Ray Scorpion's Harsh. in Arizona right now. so Harsh. Yeah, so. so. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that covers a lot of news. Uh, and uh, if things, if the momentum behind the scenes keeps up the way it is, We'll probably do another podcast very, very soon. Yeah, we're on a roll now. This is we like are. A... This is kind of cool. So, <laughs> so message to wrestlers in CMLL and AAA: Get better, so we can talk about you. No, Be keep positive. on jumping. Keep on jumping to each other's promotion, so we always have a reason to do a podcast. Yes, actually, yes. we'd rather have that than people like dying and stuff. <laughs> exactly. I don't want anybody to die. Yeah. No, no, I want yeah. jump from promotion. Actually, by the time next, no, actually no, because next show. We're still a couple of weeks away from um, Lucha Underground. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, you know, we, um, you know, I noticed that on the Wrestling Observer webpage. You know, right before the major MMA pay per views, they have, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer and Alvarez and a few of the other Mike Sempervivi. They all pick the winners. Uh-huh. We should before each podcast, like five days before each podcast, pick who we think's gonna jump. Uh, you want to do that now? Who we think we're who's could no, I, I, who I, you think's gonna jump for um, Sunday? Who's gonna be the mystery luchador and elite? I'm gonna say Averno. Averno? Yeah. I think it's Averno too. Okay. Damn. We gotta get <laughs> Watch if it could be somebody else. I mean they, It could, it could. It could be somebody surprise else. Surprise guests sometimes aren't big surprises. Uh, or or they're like I like what a surprise. I like so, somebody somebody got I, I said I, I was disappointed when Black Warrior was a surprise. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, Why are you why are you so why is everybody so disappointed in this Black Warrior? I'm like, dude, it's Black Warrior in 2015. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the it's the weirdest thing. Fans don't understand that wrestling. Like, you're not gonna get excited about somebody you saw in 2000. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. If this was Black Warrior from 2000, I'd be like, oh yeah. yeah. And also, he'd have to be somebody just that had this just connection where fans, even if he wasn't good, fans are like, oh my god, we get to see him again. But you know, it's like. I was, I was, we're, we're going, going back to that one where we're talking about, oh man, I can't believe how much time flies. Yeah. Um, Cibernetico. I couldn't believe the, la- the the last time he tried to jump, he jumped from AAA, remember? Mm-hmm. That was like five or six years ago. That was, I thought it was, uh, yeah, I, I was like, I was, I was doing, because I've been working on something and it's like, wow, this is like. It does weird me out. Yeah. Just, it's true what they say, as you get older, time flies faster and it's freaky. <laughs> I actually think like Cybernetico would work in triple in CML if they actually like, like I was saying, like did the stuff where they made it a little more gimmicky. If they actually did their TV show the way, like Lucha Underground and stuff like that. Well, you know, and I, I think they, I think, and they didn't have him wrestle so much. Like actually had him with a cool trio. Like if you dumped, if you dumped Luciferno and and had Cybernetico with 
Mephisto and Nefesto. I could see that working. Yeah, because you have all this gimmicky stuff which should be good for TV like uh, La Peste Negra. Yeah. Um, but it just doesn't it doesn't translate when it's just a regular wrestling show. Right, right. Because people are like, man, they're just... Mr. Niebla, there's Mr. Niebla laying on the floor, like, yeah, exactly. drunk. <laughs> so it doesn't work. Like, like, it would work, like, in TV, like, somebody was, like, yeah. if, it, if if there was a little more to it, like, oh, they're... Exactly. I mean, I, I dig watching La Pesta Negra. Uh, they don't get old to me. But at the same time, it'd be nice, it'd be better if I'm saying, oh, what are they going to do with them this week? Yeah. But you are seeing the same... Yeah, it's just Pesta the same Negra, match. Yeah, it's the know? same match. It's like... You're just glad when it's one of, if it's Carvernario replacing one of exactly um, one exactly. of Mr. Niebla or Felino when yeah. it's not him replacing one of those guys like oh man now Carvernario is one of those rare guys where it almost doesn't matter if he's wrestling the same person week after week because th- that guy just finds a way to make every match interesting and, and when he throws something I just noticed when he throws punches he doesn't do like what I call rest punches like they, punches to just get somebody in a corner he, I got I got to mention this yeah. about um the parrot Zacharias. Okay. They asked him what what was the best part of being part of the Peste Negra, uh-huh. and he said being dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing. I I am getting to be a big fan of this guy. Uh, a you huge know, huge fan actually. This is one thing I, I find amusing. Like I I bet you like wrestling fans who are getting into lucha, mm-hmm. they must be really weirded out when they see um we're watching a, a CMLL match and like all of a sudden they have to have like a section where Kemonito or Mije or Zacharias get involved. And actually do spots with the wrestlers. And I bet you people are like, why are they doing this? And they're, like, they're probably like, oh, this match, it, it makes no sense. And then like, us, us who watch Lucha, it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing that. And just yeah, continue exactly. on. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and you're actually laughing about it. Because they're not doing it in every match. Well, but it's when, like, it, Remember, la- I think it was the last time when I talked about how I think the, the best wrestling shows are the ones where if you watch it in a different language you're still compelled to watch. Yeah. Like, I, my example was the Argentina wrestling. Even though I couldn't speak a lick of Spanish, I could get most of it. And the things I couldn't get, if I watched week after week, it would finally, it would finally click. Yeah. You know, and same, and to be honest, I think if I... But I, I want, I want, like, guys from Mexico to explain that to American wrestling fans, like... That would well, that be like would the be most good. the most fun. People would be like, "Why are they?" And they'd be like, "What's wrong with that?" Like, like, I know. I, know. I don't get it. Why don't you guys? I'd be like, "Don't you guys use mascots in in between your matches to like take a break and let them do something?" <laughs> they'd be like, "No." And then, you know, that's what I love is you have somebody like Negro Casas who was just such a skilled wrestler. Yeah, who could have this knockout match. But there's, you know, the closest thing I could think of is if you didn't speak the language in uh, English language and we're watching WrestleMania three. Why is there a hairy bald guy in Ricky Steamboat's corner uh, with a little stuffed animal? And he's saying, mine, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those weird things that you you kind of imagine fans are probably like, why is that going on? We should have a special episode called a premiere of Lucha Libre for the American fan. Yeah, where we just talk about the weird, like, the, the, what's going on the now. The more offbeat. Yeah, not, not the stuff from the past, because a lot of fans, a lot of fans, like, when they ask us, why are there two out of three falls matches? And it, and you try to explain it, like, from the past. Yeah. But now it's, like, it's a lot different because two out of three fall matches now are a lot different from, like, 10, 15 years exactly. ago. Cause, exactly. Because, I mean, now you have the ultimate girl rule where it's, like, short first fall, short second fall, long third fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, that's from, that's, like, more more of a recent thing. Although it's been done before, but it's, like, it's more common now. Like, yeah, exactly. Even in trios matches. Or, like... Why is the why is why do they have to pin that one guy 
but the other team pinned the two guys in the other fall. And it's like, because that guy's the captain. Yeah, exactly. And the other guys, you got to pin both guys or the captain. And I always thought that was one of the coolest rules. Yeah. I always dug that rule. We should do a, 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 a Lucha for Dummies podcast. Let's do it. Let's we do it. We should. Just, like, write down everything that that they need to learn to, like, get into Lucha. <laughs> the, the one section where it's, like, talking at this point in the third fall. <laughs> you let your little midget who's standing next to you, who's dressed as a parrot. And this should be like for wrestlers. For wrestlers trying to get to... For wrestlers getting into lucha. Yes. That should be a... And like, like at this point, you get... You get little Zacharias Aperico. He's yes. dressed as a parrot. In your corner, in your opponent's corner, is a little blue monkey. Now you two have to tag out and let the little blue monkey come in and, and the little parrot come in and have their their five minutes two minutes to shine exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and all in-ring activities between wrestlers yes. is to cease it's yes open season. you all stop and you just stand in the exactly. corner and let them and then if they if they continue that's when you super kick one of them <laughs> it's, like, it's, exactly. like, it's like what exactly. do you mean super kick them oh and, and at this point at the 15 minute mark you giant swing the little mascot <laughs> and then the one thing that you and i cannot explain can find no reason where we're just baffled ourselves. What is that one thing that we cannot figure out about present day lucha libre? Why is thunder in a mess? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Why is thunder in Mexico? Yeah, we, we, it should just be like this ongoing, like like just a bunch of like stuff, like what how, getting into first time watching lucha. Yeah, let's let's yeah. start thinking about that. So, uh, yeah. Explain some of the big names, some of the Absolutely, pop stars. yes. <laughs> Nero Casas. And then people are like, why is Nero Casas hanging out, holding hands with the parrot? And it's so hilarious. <laughs> Seriously, like when you see them walk down the ring, down the sta- the stairs, it's not Mr. Niebla holding the parrot's hand. It's Nero Felino. It's, it's Nero Casas. Because yeah. he's the one responsible one. Mm-hmm. It's, he's the father. He's the one responsible one, but he... At the same time, his whole uh, image is the most childlike one at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He's the leader of those yeah. three, you know? See that picture I put that uh, I think, I, I can't remember who posted it, but it's Nero Casas, like, grabbing his hair and, like, pulling it out. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Chris Downer was on Oh, I, I gotta it. find that. I, gotta I posted it on my, on my, on, on Twitter, too. Okay, well, uh Hopefully, pretty soon, we will get Lucha we'll, for Dummies. We'll the do a Lucha. for Lucha fans who want to be Lucha fans. Yeah. And, um... We'll explain all the promotions, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, too. Yeah, we should do that. We should, okay. like, just do, like, a... Because, you know, there's going to be weeks where there's nothing going on. Yeah, let's... Okay. Liz Vega can't attend every CML show. Damn it! Oh. oh. And we can't talk about that every single show. Worst case, we'll talk about uh, Playboy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suddenly, suddenly, I'm having these flashbacks to reading the Lucha magazines with Rossi Mendoza in them. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my Liz Vega when I was a, yeah. a little tyke. Oh, jeez, yeah. Rossi. <laughs> okay. Okay, anyways, that sounded that was too bad. Okay, now we're getting really creepy. Yeah. As we are one to do, so uh, we're gonna let it go here. And oh, this week, this Friday, check out um, Dragon Lee versus Kamatachi. This the- Friday. For their title match. Oh, Claro Sports. Claro Sports should be good. Check it out, and we will uh, hopefully talk to you in a few weeks. Maybe sooner. You never know. You never, never know.